Thank you for listening to this week's Freedom Church podcast. We hope it helps and inspires you. Father, we ask you this morning that what we hear would touch our hearts and what you do in us would bring glory to the name of Jesus. Amen. We're looking at the rooted issue. For those who are new to us, welcome. And uh, if um, you've not caught up with what we've been doing, we've been looking at being rooted. And today we're going to look at the rather obvious psalm on this one. Everyone talks about being rooted by streams. Oh yes, that'll be Psalm 1 then. We're going to have a look at Psalm 1 and bring it all out into the open. Have you had enough rain recently? Well, the uh, Bible was largely written in the Middle East where a lack of water was a very serious thing. And so being rooted by streams of water is going to be a really useful thing for us to look at today for the analogies that it brings. Uh, First of all, I'd ask the question, what would you like your life to be like? Would you like it to be fruitful? and prosperous, or would you like it to be barren and dry and difficult? Anyone going for barren, dry and difficult? No, not a lot of hands. But Jesus said that we would have trouble in this world, but in the midst of uh, the troubles and the difficulties and the pressures of life, if we're still drawing from our roots we can still be fruitful in the midst of those difficulties and circumstances. Now, I'm old enough, and uh, clearly Steve is as well, to remember 1976, where in late April it stopped raining, and in um, late September it started raining again, and there was not a drop in between. And um, we remember how dry it was during that time, and I remember taking... Um, buckets of water down to where we were growing marrows at the bottom of the garden and pouring the washing up water on anything, any water that was available to keep things growing. And so it, I feel a little bit for this, um, uh, this subject. I remember also in that year paddling down the River Wye and um, never before of the uh, um, Simmons Yacht um, uh, white water been as quiet as that time, even managed to get up in a rather heavy kayak. But that was um, that whole dry period taught us something about making sure that our roots went down where there is water. So now let's have a look at Psalm 1 and we'll read all the way through it. Psalm 1, this is. Um, uh, in the latest NIV that makes sure that there isn't a a man or a woman spoken of. It's all uh, gender neutral. Blessed is the man, oh no, blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked or stand in the way that sinners take or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord and who meditates on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water which yields its fruit in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff, 
that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. There used to be four psalms that I would read at night time to my three-year-old son, Ali. He's now 36. But he remembered the last word of each line. And he always used to laugh at the word mockers. So we named Psalm 1 the mockers. Which psalms shall we read? Read the mockers. So we, we read through Psalm 1, and he'd fill in the end of each line. And he got, um, got a feel for that and three other psalms. I just encourage you, perhaps if you've got young children, they learn all sorts of things very easily. Why not teach them the scriptures? Three results of being planted by a stream. First of all, yield fruit in season. And uh, sometimes we try and make our lives yield fruit out of season, and it doesn't work too well. But when we're rooted in God, in our right season, he will do what he wants to do and bring fruitfulness to our lives. The leaf does not wither. Now, those of you who knows, know our situation in Richmond Lane, where we live, we are at the bottom of the hill from Woodley. And uh, we cut into the side of the, uh, the hillside in order to build our extension. It was the driest March and April we have ever had. I don't think it rained during that period. But the front was always wet. The reason was the water comes down from Woodley between the clay layers through the gravel. And we could see it oozing out. And it was there, gallons of it every day. So in the end, we got that water with concrete and things all together and then down a pipe. I've got a vegetable garden with an endless supply of water. <laughs> the house next to us is called Springfield. And uh, uh, that's because there was always lots of water around there. And the result of it was that during the time when there was a hosepipe ban, people reported them for having a green lawn. <laughs> and they just got plenty of water. That is the sort of thing this is talking about. A leaf does not wither. That there is in us a continual supply of God's lubrication to our life, of water in our life, of Holy Spirit in our life. That we have a constancy about ourselves. Whatever is happening around, there is a constancy in our lives. And whatever he does prospers. And I believe God wants us to do us good. There is a bit of a culture of um, keeping the vicar poor in the, in the church. But hopefully we're growing out of that. We're seeing that God wants to prosper us and to bless us. Not so that we've got lots to be able to say, I've got more than you. But rather so that we've got uh, the ability to be able to bless out of the overflow those who are around us. Whatever he does prospers. And that's not just money. That's in all things. So there are attractive results. So what does it mean 
to be planted by streams. We'll see a few don'ts here. Thank you, Andrew. Oh, there we are. Don't walk in wicked counsel. Don't stand with sinners. Don't sit with mockers. What kind of wicked counsel can we think of? There's no shortage of wicked counsel around us, is there? Perhaps Twitter or even the Daily Mail or no, no, whatever, you know. Uh, QI. I've noticed sometimes the wicked counsel you get there. Sometimes they say things are true that are not true. Wikipedia, is it true? Anyway, whatever it is, the things that, um, that might lead us away from what God's word says and the truth that is therein, those are the things we aren't to walk in. Or to stand in the way of sinners. Sometimes we just have to stand for what is right, despite what others say. So not standing with those who are sinners, but standing for the things that are right. Now, of course, Jesus was our perfect example. He spent a lot of time with those that were known as sinners. And uh, so it's not about not mixing with, but it's not standing for the things they stand for. It's standing for the things of God. And uh, Ali's favorite word, the mockers here, sitting with mockers, it's rejecting cynicism, rejecting uh, gossiping, faithless chatter. It's not being drawn into those things. It's very difficult when you're with a group, perhaps uh, having a cup of tea at break time or whatever, and gossip starts to happen. Get drawn into it. Not sitting with mockers, those who will mock the gospel. But here are the following actions which we are encouraged to do. Delight in the scriptures and meditate on them day and night. I'd encourage you, if you don't do it, to memorize the scriptures. Now, I've got a, a Bible here that looks reasonably new, and the reason is that it was recovered. I bought this one in the 80s, and uh, the cover wore out, so I had a new cover put on it. And I know where the scriptures are in it, so I can turn up um, the right page. I can find things. I can um, allow the scriptures to speak back to me. And I didn't really encourage you. Get to know the scriptures and delight in them. Allow the word of God to be delightful to you. But I think one of the two main things that God wants to do today is the second one of these. He wants to teach us about meditating on the Word of God. And it's very easy to say, oh, I've um, read a psalm today, or I've, I've done the, um, uh, the Word for today, or, or whatever it is. But to meditate on the Word of God is to draw out of the Word of God the as much as you can, that's going to feed your spirit. I'm going to spend just a few moments giving you just uh, an example of that from Psalm 30, 
2 and verse 8. It says this, I will instruct you and teach you in the way you should go. I will counsel you and watch over you. And you might read that passage and then just move on to the next verse, but think about it. Um, The example that's been given of meditation is like the cow chewing the cud. They take in the grass, but they chew it through and they digest it over a period of time. So, let's chew the cud on this verse. I will instruct you. I, the Lord speaks to us personally, and he is communicating with us. And he says, I will, I promise, this is what I will do. God, the almighty God, says to us, I will do this. I will instruct you. So he doesn't leave us ignorant. He doesn't leave us without the things we need to know. He promises that he will teach us. I will instruct you and teach you. He says it twice. He emphasizes it. I will make sure that you know all that you need to know about the way that you should go. And so often we're thinking, oh, I wish I knew what God's will was for me. I've got these three different job offers or or whatever it is. And what what am I to do? Should I move house? Should I move away from here? Should I um, spend some time with this person? All those questions that are going on in our mind, what does God say to us? I will instruct you. I promise I will teach you the way you should go. I will counsel you. So in whatever situation we are, he will tell us, what is best for us, and draw out of us our feelings about things and watch over you. He will protect us, care for us, look out for our lives. Now, there we are. That's just one verse. And I I haven't done anything special, just meditated on that word. And I'd encourage you to do the same thing. When you come to reading the Scriptures, by all means, read a chunk of Scripture But pick a verse that that pings in your mind. And you think, yeah, I'll just spend a little bit of time in that. And go a little bit deeper. Allow God to speak and to bring out those things. I've written the questions for um, the Connect groups this week. And one of them is to do some meditating and then sharing back with one another. You're going to find that a really exciting and interesting time. And I hope you get spoilt for anything less for the rest of your life. Now, it's very easy for us to go through these and talk about the uh, don't do this and do this and think, right, okay, if I get all these things organized, if I really try hard, I'll be okay and I'll be fruitful. But this is not what it's about. This isn't about condemnation of saying, oh, I haven't lived up to the standard, or I'm never good enough, I'm not going to try that. This is about the water. It's about getting the roots down into the water and drawing from God. We visited Ikea the other day, 
and um, they have uh, two sections there, one of artificial plants and the other of real plants. And sometimes it's quite different, difficult from a distance to know the difference. But you go up to them, you feel them, or you see them, whatever you can see, they are different. We're not talking about artificial flowers here, where we're sprayed up, we are um, held up, we are made of plastic, but rather reality, where it need to be watered or you wither. Let's have a look at Jeremiah 17, verses 7 to 8. Jeremiah's not normally a place to look for much encouragement, but this one, have a look. But blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, whose confidence is in him. They will be like a tree planted by the water that sends out its roots by the stream. It does not fear when heat comes. Its leaves are always green. It has no worries in the year of drought and never fails to bear fruit. The, the particular thing I'd like to bring out of that one is blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord, who seeks to do the things that are right. Holiness for God is never out of fashion. Let me say that again. Holiness for God is never out of fashion. He wants us to be his holy people. That's why Jesus died for us. There is a, a benefit from this continuous flow of water. We don't fear the heat. The heat is adverse circumstances in our lives. The leaves are always green. There is a constancy in our life, whatever is happening. No worries in drought. Always drawing from the Holy Spirit's power. And always producing fruit. What have we been talking about for the last few weeks? The fruit of the Spirit. And that's where the stream comes from. But just to put that one in its final context, Revelation 22 and the first couple of verses say this. Then the angel showed me the river of the water of life, as clear as crystal, flowing from the throne of God and of the Lamb, down the middle of the great street of the city, on each side of the river stood the tree of life, bearing 12 crops of fruit, yielding its fruit every month, and the leaves of the tree are for the healing of the nations. Now, I'll leave you to meditate on that verse, but the one thing I would say is there is a stream that flows from the throne of God and of the Lamb. What is the stream that is flowing from the, th the throne of God and of the Lamb? I believe it's the Holy Spirit. A continuous flow of the Holy Spirit in the center of the city. Flowing from God. Continuously flowing, never drying up. And the tree of life speaks of Jesus, doesn't it? Well, um, no, hold on. Up to you to meditate on it. See where you get from it. However, the important thing is that the Holy Spirit is flowing from God for our benefit and our blessing. That's so encouraging, isn't it?
So there are lots of pictures and analogies. But what do we take from this? We can't live an ungodly life and expect to be fruitful. Holiness is never out of fashion. Number two, finding a place of receiving from God consistently gives us strength in the hard times. I won't ask for a show of hands whether you're going through a hard time. But I will say the place you'll find your strength is in God. Receiving from Him. Getting our roots down into Him. Drawing from Him. That's where we will find our fruitfulness and our consistency. And fruitfulness will be the result of drawing from God's Spirit. Now you may think, well, that's all very straightforward. Nothing very significant there, but actually, it's a lifetime to put it into practice. For more information about Freedom Church, please go to www.freedomchurch.uk. Thank you for listening.